Everybody, it might seem like winter outside, but Hal Anderson makes it feel like summer. There you go. Tristan Field-Jones kicking off our Tuesday here on CJOB. How's it going, everybody? Hey, it was nice meeting about 50, well, I guess about 100 of you. Met about 100 of you last night at our big uh, win local giveaway. It was great. A lot of fun. One great city brewing company. Congratulations once again to Jody Luprepa. Jody Luprepa won it all. $1,000 cash, all those other gift cards, the Blue Bomber experience. Incredible. It was a lot of fun. That's a great place. That was my first time at one great city brewing company uh, here in the Polo Park area, and it is fantastic. It's great. Food was great. They had wonderful appies for us and, uh, you know, know, a beverage or two as well. And it was nice meeting our, I guess in the end, it was 46 qualifiers who showed up, and they all brought a guest, so about 100 of you. It was a good time. Uh, You've been hearing the audio on the air here today of Jody winning the big uh, package, and I sat down with her last night after she won, and I chatted with her, and I'm going to play that uh, quick interview for you coming up here on the show today. I wanted to get my weather expert buddy Bruce Johnson on here in about 10 minutes because uh, every day Bruce sends out an email. By the way, if you want to get to Bruce's website, just go to my website, halanderson.ca. Halanderson.ca, you'll get to Bruce's site that way, and uh, Bruce sends out an email every morning. And this morning it was extra long, and so I paid a little more attention to it. And he was talking on the the weekend show, my weekend show here on CGOB on Saturday and again on Sunday about this system that might impact us here this coming weekend. Well, Bruce now says it looks like it's going to pass south of us. So I wanted to get Bruce on to explain that. Bruce will join us here in about 10 minutes. Again, my weather expert buddy, Bruce Johnson. Go to halanderson.ca to get to Bruce's website, and it's great. He's got lots of very... A detailed and accurate information for you at his site. After Global News at 1.30 with TFJ, Tristan Field-Jones, we're going to go to Quinn Oler. She is a Global News reporter. She's in Humble, and we will talk to her about the latest, of course, on the tragedy on the weekends in Saskatchewan. I also had a chance yesterday after the show, right after the show, before I headed over to one great city brewing company for the giveaway, I talked to a listener, Paula Benstone. Paula is a member of Winnipeg Rocks. You know what that is? That's this, uh, it's like a Facebook uh, group, and they paint up rocks, and they hide them around town, and you find the rocks, and they're kind of cool. Well, she had a great idea. She has painted up some rocks in support of Humboldt, and she's going to send them out there, and now other members of Winnipeg Rocks are joining Paula in this. And so we'll tell you about that. We'll do that after we talk to Quinn Oler right after 1.30. I'll play my quick interview with Paula, all right, that I did last night after the show. 145, quarter to two, your chance to win. Tough trivia, Santa Lucia pizza up for grabs. Uh, this morning, Mackling and McGarry, great show uh, with the boys again this morning. As usual, Maria Matusis was on with them. She is the Winnipeg lawyer who lost her hand in that explosion. And uh, she has been on social media sending her love and support to Humboldt and reacting to what happened. And it was a great interview. I want to play some portions of that interview. Okay, we'll do that after Global News at 2 o'clock. Then about 2.15, I'll play my chat with Jody, our big win local winner. At uh, 2.30, right after the news at 2.30, I'm going to speak with uh, somebody from REMAX. 
and uh, the spring market trends report that Remax does every year is in, and it shows that things are slowing down a little bit here in Winnipeg. So we'll talk about that after the news at 2.30. If we have time, and I'm not sure we will today because, man, there's all kinds of other stuff. You know, I usually have a few little things, little extras, some tidbits here and there, but today I got lots, so I'm not sure we'll have time. But if we do, we'll talk today with the president of Dodgeball Canada. The National Dodgeball Tryout and Tourney is happening here in Winnipeg this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Duckworth Centre. So if we have a chance, we'll talk to the president of Dodgeball Canada about that. We may have to bump that to tomorrow, kind of like Jimmy Kimmel bumps Matt Damon all the time. I might have to do that to Dwayne Wasinski, the president of Dodgeball Canada, but we'll see. There's a new Ipsos poll that's been done on Facebook and uh, how our uh, feelings about Facebook are changing and how we're using Facebook is changing. This is an Ipsos poll done exclusively for Global News. Talk about that. We'll start ta- uh, chatting up uh, the Jets, right? Tomorrow night, it all begins. And we got some more details today on the Whiteout Street Party. And I have uh, been sent, uh, I'll call it an anthem. I, it's really good, an anthem as the Jets head into the 2018 Stanley Cup playoffs. All right, so there you go. Some of what is coming up on the show today, and of course, your phone calls take priority, 204 780 6868, you can text that number or you can call it. But please, if you uh, have a couple of minutes, I would prefer to have a conversation with you. It's just much better radio than me reading a bunch of text messages. So 204-780-6868, you can email me 24-7, anytime you want, anything on your mind, hal at cjob.com. My inbox is always open. All right, it's 1.10. Let's take a break and come back. My weather expert buddy, Bruce Johnson, in just a moment. It's Hal Anderson on CJOB. Yep, plus one, heading for a high of four. Well, uh, let's talk about the weather a bit here, shall we? As you know, there is a whiteout in the forecast for tomorrow and again on Friday, but that's hockey-related. My weather expert buddy, Bruce Johnson, joins us on the phone now. Hello, Bruce. Yeah, we won't have to worry about get, uh, punishing the weather with high sticking or anything. Yes, right. Although, um, we're dodging a bullet again. I mean, we came close to... This is two weekends in a row now. You've been keeping your eye on a system from the weekend before when we talk on my weekend show. And again, it's going to miss us this weekend heading south again, just like uh, the weekend before. Yep, the blocking pattern just keeps holding on and that... Huge high pressure area, oh, essentially over Hudson Bay. It just will not let these storms go north. So what's going to happen Friday? There's going to be a Colorado low. It's going to be in northeast Colorado. It's going to go instead of going northeast toward us. It's going to go straight east because the high is so strong. It will not let it come north. So if you're visiting Minneapolis, say Friday, Saturday, it might not be a good idea. But around here, it shouldn't be a problem. It'll be kind of chilly and windy, but because we're – Again, we're north of the jet stream, and we're, as long as that blocking pattern's holding, it's keeping us dry, but it's also keep, keeping us below average as far as temperatures because it's cool air. We're north of that jet stream. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you. I don't like this cold. I mean, here we are, uh, April 10th, 
And, you know, we're looking at a low tonight of minus 10. We might get to plus 4 today, plus 1 tomorrow, plus 1 on Thursday. But I'll take the cold over snow every day. Oh, yeah, because if we got a big dumping of snow, it would be even colder. We'd probably break some records early next week, but it's not going to happen the way it looks. And so it will gradually warm up. We'll be getting closer to average. Average right now today is plus 9 and minus 3, but the averages come up so fast that by this time next week it would be plus 10 or plus 11 for the high temperature and freezing or just barely below freezing for a low. So... You know, chasing these averages with being north of the jet streams is like trying to push a rope up the road. <laughs> yeah. What uh, if if we were to be in Minneapolis on the weekend, how much snow might we see? What's the worst that an area down there that gets this Colorado low might see for a, t- a snow total? Well, some of the worst totals uh, were showing maybe close to two feet. But I don't think Minneapolis would get that, but they could get a foot or more. So we're talking 30 centimeters plus if it tracks properly. A lot of it independent. It could go even further south, uh, or it could just it could just change a little bit. It doesn't take a big change for you know the amounts to change in one area because it was actually at one time models were showing us in Lancaster getting over 70 centimeters. And of course, now it's all gone. Yeah. Right. Um, obviously, there are going to be a lot of people, maybe 10,000 people tomorrow and Friday at the first two games uh, on the, uh, you know, at the uh, Whiteout Street Party on Donald between uh, uh, Portage and, and Graham. So obviously, a lot of people are going to be watching the forecast. I think they'll be out there no matter what with their lawn chairs and, and checking out the entertainment and the game on the, you know, the games on the big screen TV and stuff. But what what is it going to look like? We're saying uh, a high of plus one tomorrow and then a temperature overnight, a low around minus 10 again? Uh, maybe not quite that. It'd be maybe minus seven or eight, something like seven or eight. But there may be a little bit of snow tomorrow night, but it wouldn't amount to much. Maybe a centimeter or two. It's not a big system. And then it's going to be, no, not terribly warm Thursday, but it's not going to be killer cold, obviously. It'll kind of feel like hockey weather, I guess. But uh, then later in the week, it gradually comes up a little bit. Not a lot, but temperatures are gradually going to climb at least a little bit closer to what would be average for this time of year. Maybe right. maybe by early next week, seven, eight degrees. Oh, that'll be nice. And that's it's at least... low average, but it's not as bad. Yeah, at least getting close to, to normal for this time of the year. So when you see a bit of snow in the forecast tomorrow night, can you nail down a time? Because obviously, you know, people are going to be out there enjoying the game from 6 o'clock on. Do you see when the snow, one or two centimeters, might happen? Probably more toward the overnight period, later than that. I would good. think maybe 10, 11, 12 at night oh, good. into the early morning hours. So they may escape most of it. And, again, that's the, the almost latest model. I think they hit happy hour a little bit too early where they ran the models because the nine-day model ended up being the nine-hour model just a little <laughs> while ago, so that didn't work very well. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I wasn't too impressed with that. I won't repeat what I said, but it, it, it was not the King's English. Anyway... Um, it, um, you know, from what I can tell, it looks like it'd be tomorrow late evening, the way it looks right now. I think it'd be more in the overnight period. So that would be good for the fans not to get, um, any problems, but it, it, it won't be warm, but it's not going to be mm-hmm. 
crazy cold. It's not like doing it in January. Yeah. All right, Bruce. Well, thanks a lot. I'm glad to hear the snow is going to miss us. Kind of unfortunate that the cold's sticking around, but we're looking at maybe plus seven, plus eight by next week, and uh, maybe a touch of snow tomorrow night, but it should happen after the Jets game. So that's great. The way it looks right now, yes. And uh, if there are any changes, I'll have that tomorrow morning when I send my email out. Yeah, send the email out and keep me posted on that, and if it changes at all, we'll get you on tomorrow, okay? Okay. All right. I will talk to you later. Thank you, Bruce. That is Bruce Johnson, my weather expert buddy down in Lancaster, Minnesota. And you're saying, well, why does a guy in Lancaster, Minnesota care about Winnipeg's weather? Well, he's just a weather geek, and he loves it, and he's good at it. And I was surprised how many people came up to me last night at the big Win Local giveaway, and they said, love your weather expert buddy, Bruce Johnson. Love Bruce. He's fantastic. I could listen to him talk weather all day. So that was nice meeting, as I said, all of you down there. And again, congratulations to Jody Luprepa. We're going to play my interview with Jody. It's just a couple minutes, but it was nice chatting with her after the big win. And it was nice seeing a lot of you down there last night. All right, so a couple of uh, extras that I'm going to squeeze in wherever I can uh, is um, mosquito talk, because uh, obviously we have not had a lot of moisture this winter. And so that's good news. For mosquitoes, And we're going to talk about the whiteout street party, too. Police were commenting today on that, and Kevin Donnelly from True North was commenting on that as well. We'll see if we get to the street party stuff. Let me start with the mosquitoes, okay? So Ken Nowalski is the superintendent of insect control at the city of Winnipeg, and he met with reporters today to talk about mosquitoes. We had a below normal precipitation in the fall combined with uh, really a lack of snow during the winter, except for one major event about a month ago. We're looking in good shape, but as you know, the rains uh, can dramatically change with weather patterns, and we could get into a wet pattern. But so far, you know, the spring is looking good. Of course, you do see standing water out there now, but we're expecting that most of it to go into the ground as the ground unthaws and then the frost levels go down. And then we'll be, uh, we, we expect to be treating the larva siding in about three weeks' time if the weather, you know, cooperates and starts warming up. So that's good news. Ken Nowalski, superintendent of insect control, city of Winnipeg, says, yeah, we could get a bunch of rain this spring and that might change things, but the way it looks right now, our lack of snow this winter is probably going to mean a pretty good mosquito season. One more clip of Ken here uh, where he talks about this year they will be larviciding only 8 kilometers outside the city of Winnipeg instead of 10. So only 8 kilometers outside of Winnipeg instead of 10 kilometers. Here is Nowalski commenting on that. We're hoping there won't be, you know, a change in the mosquito population. But like I say, there, there's other factors that are beyond our control. If you really get strong prevailing winds, they will help push the mosquitoes in further at, when, they, when they're flying. So they could come in, you know, especially into the, the neighboring, you know, communities um, inside of Winnipeg. And then secondly, that uh, the, the corridors, you know, whether the Cinnaboyne and the Red River from other directions do provide a, a corridor for uh, the mosquitoes to enter into. All right. Ken Nowalski, Superintendent of Insect Control at the City of Winnipeg. Let me just go to the text messages here for a moment. 204-780-6868. Couple here about gas prices. Hal, what's going on with gas? Ugh. 
OMG, gas is a buck 19. Yes, it appears the prices are going up at the pumps. And uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that and see what's going on there. I mean, do we even care? Do we even need to ask anymore what's going on? I mean, it's the same stuff every time, right? The fact is we're paying what we're paying. But anyhow, getting some text messages on that. Uh, here's one. Read the uh, big uh, whiteout street party. Hey, Hal, is Snoop Dogg coming to the whiteout party? If yes, which day? Tomorrow or Friday? I don't know. Now, he did do a video that was talked about online with the Jets logo behind him, but he did that same video for other teams as well. So I don't know. But if you take that, this text message, wondering about Snoop Dogg, the fact that he did a video with the Jets logo behind him, and and he was saying something about Snoop Dogg arrives, or trying to go by memory here, Snoop Dogg arrives on that particular day when the playoffs started. Here's what Kevin Donnelly said today about the whiteout street party. And he's not very specific about entertainment. I don't want to start rumors, but he's not very specific here about uh, about entertainment. Listen. Well, we're making arrangements for the uh, the entertainment inside the programming area. We're going to have six or seven food trucks that, you know, given the weather that we have, we'll have hot chocolate and, and coffee available. You'll be able to get a jet dog uh, on the street as well. So there'll be two large screens. We're asking people to, uh, to bring their own lawn chair. It is free admission. We are expecting uh, fans of all ages to come, and we encourage that. But dress for the weather. Uh, you know, programming will start about 4.30, 5 o'clock. And, uh, again, we're hoping for... Uh, a fun, festive atmosphere, and we hope that everybody, you know, behaves and is on their best. But uh, uh, we really, you know, plan, plan for the best, and you make your other provisions, uh, working with the police on that. But uh, happy to report that, you know, the entertainment component of it is coming together well. We, again, two large screens, a stage, we've got hosts, entertainment, and uh, the food trucks are coming along. So uh, there'll be lots for people to eat, see, and do when they get here. Kevin Donnelly at True North. i got a break here. I'm late for the news. News at 1.30 with TFJ is coming right up. We'll be back after that. And now we return you to Hal Anderson. Thank you very much, TFJ. 1.32, and we go now to Humboldt, Saskatchewan. Global News reporter uh, Quinn Oler joins us now on the phone. Hi, Quinn. Hi. Hi. Thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. Before we get started, let me just say it is a pleasure to talk to someone else that went to the communications course at Lethbridge College. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of us around. There are a few around. Anyhow, it's nice to chat with you. So uh, tell us what's going on today. Uh, let, we'll get to what you're chasing. There are so many stories, so many you know parts of this story, a lot of moving parts here. Uh, tell us kind of the latest today. Well, one of the things that's uh, really evident in this community is now that we are on to day three or four, I'm trying to remember what date is here. Um, now that we're here, it's the magnitude of this tragedy is really starting to sink in for the people of Humboldt. Um, a lot of people for the first couple of days were just in shock. Um, they didn't really know what to do, so they gathered together. And now we're seeing a lot of those people kind of retreat into their homes and, um, and be a little bit more private. One of the things that's happening today, too, is that kids have returned to school, and we've driven by a couple of the schools here. There's not a lot of kids at school today. Um, They're not expected to go to class. 
uh, one of the things that was mentioned this morning by the school division is that, you know, yes, math and science are important, but right now the curriculum is all about care. So they're offering support at the school. They're trying to bring a little bit of normalcy into the life and a new normal for what this community is now facing. Yeah, and it really will be a new normal for a very, very long time, won't it? And, you know, I don't think of it, there will, it will never feel normal again, I don't think. It will never feel like it did before. The humble Broncos are humbled, and this community is grieving from every angle. Um, everyone here knows someone on the team, whether it's billet parents and billet brothers and sisters, um, the families themselves, um, team members, you know, or played hockey with them, or um, five of the people um, who were on the bus, five of the players went to high school here. Three of them had just recently graduated from the high school here. Uh, this has very, very deep roots, and, and this community will be forever changed. And then connections to so many other communities, mostly across Western Canada, communities like Lethbridge and, and here in Winnipeg, of course. I mean, uh, this has touched so many lives in so many ways all around the world, but especially in the West here. Yeah, we've seen we have players. Um, yesterday, we have Parker Tobin. He's from Stony Plain, um, from the Edmonton area, uh, down to Lethbridge. Everywhere you go, there's a connection to these players. Um, these are junior hockey players. They come from all across Western Canada. This was their dream was to be here and to play this level of hockey. Um, and then they've been playing all over in those areas too. So they have teammates all over Western Canada, and their families are a little affected by this. Uh, the hockey community is enormous, um, and I think this tragedy really brings that out, especially for a junior A hockey team. Um, these kids, some of them are, yes, from Humboldt and from this area, but most of them aren't from here. Right, came from away, yeah. Um, are you chasing any particular part of the story today? Anything you can tell us about what you're working on? Yeah, we're talking to um, one of the kids who kept stats for this hockey team, and um, he was unfortunately killed in the collision. And he just his story is remarkable. He was an incredible part of this community, uh, volunteering at the soup kitchen, volunteering with the youth group, volunteering with the Humboldts themselves, and as well with Big Brothers and Big Sisters. And all of those organizations have a massive hole left now by this. He wasn't a player, so he's not getting the the media attention and stuff that, that some of the players have got, but such a big part of the team and a big part of the community. So we're going to tell his story tonight. Good. Well, and I thought it was uh, wonderful. You know, people all over the place have started leaving hockey sticks on the front porch, and I'm hearing stories that they're leaving, you know, a pair of headphones uh, for the broadcaster, and they're leaving a, a notepad and a pen for the statistician, and it's just a, it's a touching story. Are you seeing a lot of, I'm sure you're seeing a lot of that in Humboldt. Yeah, one of the most striking images, and, and it, it was kind of the Sunday after we arrived here, one of the most striking images to me, um, I, I come from a hockey family, but we were walking around the side of the rink and noticed that some of the vehicles had flowers placed on them. And then we got looking and we uh, spoke to someone, and it's the players' vehicle. They got off at the arena there, and they um, 
those vehicles were left there and some of their drivers will never come back to get them. And I think that was one of the most striking images for me and something on social media. Um, the ho- When it comes to the hockey sticks, we're seeing it here in Humboldt. Um, it, it's pretty incredible. And um, people just want to make sure that all of the players, um, the ones that are recovering and the ones that they've lost are taken care of. Quinn, thank you very much for doing this. I appreciate it. Anytime. Global News reporter Quinn Oler joining us from humble Saskatchewan. And, you know, so many people are doing whatever they can think of doing to try and show love and support. We talked yesterday about the Winnipeg woman who did the watercolor, right, of the skates hanging off the stick, and then she's selling prints for uh, $15 to people if they want that. She was doing that on social media. And um, I heard from one of our listeners yesterday, Paula. Uh, she contacted me on Facebook, and you can always do that on Facebook, Hal Anderson, Hal Anderson Productions. I'm on Twitter as well, at Hal Anderson. You can email Hal at cgob.com. Uh, you can phone when I'm on during the show, 204-780-6868. So many times the stuff you pass on to us, you know, becomes a great story. And uh, so Paula Benstone is her name, and she contacted me. And uh, I rolled tape and we chatted a bit about what she is doing. She is a member of this Facebook group that I'm sure you've seen. If you're on Facebook at all, I'm sure you would have seen this. It's called Winnipeg Rocks. And basically people paint rocks, you know, with different designs and decorations and themes and stuff. And then they hide them around Winnipeg. And if you find it, you know, it's kind of cool, right? You find one of these rocks. Anyhow, Paula is a member of Winnipeg Rocks. And she reached out to me, sent me a picture of the rocks that she has painted for Humboldt. And here she is kind of explaining uh, how this came about. I just felt so connected to what's been happening in Humboldt. And I just, I wanted to convey my my grief and my love. And uh, I've had these rocks at home and a box full of paint. So I've been painting rocks for a couple of days now. And I'm hoping to get some of them to Humboldt for the family members. Well, they are beautiful. Let me tell you that. And I'm going to send a picture out on my Facebook feeds, Hal Anderson and Hal Anderson Productions. And I'll send it as well out on my Twitter feed at Hal Anderson so people can see them. Uh, why did you, uh, you're a member of Winnipeg Rock, so you've been painting rocks and leaving them for people to find for a while now. I think you said about a year you've been a member of Winnipeg Rocks, and uh, this is a, a great way to show them that you're thinking of them. It is. You know, like, social media's been great because we can reach out to all the family members too, but I wanted to do put some, some of my physical love and caring and concern into into some something that they can hang on to if they can find the rock someday somehow, and just to say you're not alone and it's just a little gift in in a time of great darkness this obviously is a nice gift for them from you but it's therapeutic for you too right i mean there's sort of a double purpose here it is because i've actually received some rocks on days that i've been feeling really low and you know when i received a rock that somebody painted it was a message from the universe that i felt somebody was caring and someone sent their love to me so it really can have a huge impact on somebody and it's had a huge impact on me Thanks, Paula. I just want to send all my love to everybody in Humboldt. Paula Benstone. She is painting rocks for Humboldt. And I have, that reminds me, by the way, I have not sent out that picture yet on social media, so I will do that now. And a development this morning. So that was yesterday after the show I talked to Paula. This morning, other members now of Winnipeg Rocks are painting rocks 
Uh, I think somebody named Patricia, who is a member of Winnipeg Rocks with Paula, she is is painting rocks and hoping to get those to humble. And then there is another member of Winnipeg Rocks, Jen. Her daughter is in daycare, and all the kids in daycare are going to paint rocks for humble. So this is just kind of the latest Winnipeg thing to come from this tragedy in Saskatchewan. I think it's a great idea. I'm going to take a break here. It's 142. I'll send the picture, Paula's picture of rocks, out on my social media feeds right now, and we'll be back. Hal Anderson on CJOB. Uh, by the way, apparently another protest on Maine heading toward Portage, southbound. We had one, uh, was that yesterday or the day before? We had another one this week uh, that was... Uh, it was uh, an indigenous protest about meth on the Northern Reserves. And apparently we've got another one. Thank you to the texter on that one. Appreciate that. Somebody we were talking about, I, w- I didn't want to start any rumors, but I was saying, you know, people are talking about Snoop Dogg coming to Winnipeg. And then somebody said, he is coming out. And then I texted back. I said, how do you know that? And they said, because that's how the fairy tale is written. So (laughs) there's lots of talk, but he did these videos for every team in the playoffs. Apparently, I was just talking to Austin Saragusa. So, you know, listen, let's just be excited about the Jets being in the playoffs. Game one tomorrow night. Game two Friday night. The big uh, whiteout party. That's uh, going to be a lot of fun. Whiteout street party. Oh, by the way, I played uh, this clip here. Um, Well, I played it uh, earlier. I played a clip of uh, Ken Nowalski. He's the superintendent of Insect Control City of Winnipeg. And he he said unthaw. I think we all do. We all do that. I don't know what it is, but Bill Bill is on the phone wanting to talk about that at 204 780 6868. Hello, Bill. Hello. Hi. That fellow. That fellow that you had on there talking about uh, the spring thaw and everything, uh, he better learn that you can't. If you want the place to warm up, you cannot unthaw it. <laughs> yes, I know. Everybody does that. I, so many people do that. Instead of saying thaw, they say unthaw, and of course that's yeah, ridiculous. Uh, that would be I freezing. Mean- I'm a dummy, I guess, <laughs> because I want things to thaw out. Yes, me too. To me too. Thank you, Bill. But, but for a fellow that's supposed to be educated and running a working in a place like that, that that's kind of uh, bad. Well, but I think we just say it because in our, I think it's a mind thing. I don't think it has anything to do with intelligence. I think it's we're thinking <laughs> we're thinking unthaw thaw, and I think it gets messed up in there somewhere. But yeah, you got a you got a good ear, Bill. You heard it. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right. Thank you. Yes, all the listeners, they like to keep especially me honest. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't mind at all. But, yeah, I don't know why we, we do that. I've, I've heard so many people do that. You're thinking thaw, and you're thinking undoing the freeze, and you say unthaw. And, of course, that's, you know, kind of ridiculous, right? Uh, continuing to talk here, by the way, coming up at 2, the news with Tristan Field-Jones, and then right after 2, we're going to have tough trivia. We've moved it back a little bit, okay? So your chance to win some Santa Lucia pizza is uh, coming up here. So uh, to continue the conversation about uh, Humboldt and the Broncos and uh, this tragedy in Saskatchewan this morning, Mackling and McGarry had a guest on, and again, it was pretty powerful radio. If you missed it, I want to play a couple of clips here. Maria Matusis, of course, is the local lawyer 
who lost one of her hands uh, in that explosion at her law office. We know the story. She was on with Mackling and McGarry this morning talking about how the support she received when that happened to her meant everything, and she brings it all to the tragedy with the Humboldt Broncos. The support, the messages, the outpouring from a community that was communicated to me at a time when, you know, frankly, I was, my family, everything was turned upside down, you know, my family's reeling and everyone's rattled by something that was so um, unthinkable and and shocking. Um, I I think that um, being touched by that kindness and by that generosity from so many people so immediately, um, made it um, almost impossible to to focus on the bad or the negative, you know. It was easy, it really helped um, fill in what I think would have been a gap um, of uh, space that might have been filled with, you know, angry thoughts, hurt thoughts. But um, the timing was incredible. It's one of the first things I remember waking up, um, meeting my brother came to see me, and he goes, Maria, do you... Do you have any idea what's what's going on? You know, and and I remember um, he had his laptop with me, and he's like, these messages are coming in, and and people um, are thinking about you, and it was, um, you know, in that time and place, um, the impact I can't even uh, begin to uh, tell you how important it was. Feeling that you're not alone, I think that's the most. Um, uh, that's the that's the thing that matters the most to someone who is going through um, some experience that is that you have no frame of reference for, right? Um, one minute you're you're golfing, like in my case, in the morning, and the next minute you're waking up in a hospital room. Um, and so, having people um, be there with you, be connected with you. Um, n- just knowing that you're not alone um, and that this is something that you're not carrying, a burden you're carrying by yourself. Um, absolutely. That's, that, that makes perfect sense to me. Maria Matusis talking about what the support from, you know, friends, family, and even strangers meant to her uh, when she was going through what she went through. And uh, she talked also about GoFundMe. As you know, millions of dollars has been raised for the Humboldt Broncos. I think it was close to $100,000 was raised for her. And uh, here she is talking about the power of, uh, of fundraising when something horrible happens. Take a listen. There's two things, I think. You can you can send messages of support. You, like I said, you can be connected to someone. I think there's a lot of people who don't know how to help, right? They're not sure what's appropriate. Should I call someone? Should I send an email? Is that too intrusive? And I think this forum gives um, people the opportunity to be there, be present, to be heard um, without um, uh, feeling like they're... Um, Intruding, I, I think I think it's it's an, a tremendous um, uh, way in which, you know, say what you will about the internet, say what you will about you know being overconnected, um, but times like tragedy, it's it's nice to know that as a person who wants to do something, um, there's a way to do that, and there's uh, it can be funneled. Like I almost feel like all that love and all that support gets channeled in, and and really will. Um, 
support an entire, like the families, but not not only the families, but just the community, everybody. It's far reaching. And you even talk about the uh, first responders, the people who are there on site. I mean, there's so many people um, impacted by tragedy like this. Maria Matusa saw Mackling and McGarry this morning. By the way, that uh, protest is now apparently uh, on Portage and heading west. It's believed to War Memorial. We'll see. And also, I got this text message from uh, Hal. I got it from another Hal. Hey, Hal, can someone explain StubHub to me, please? They're selling Jets tickets at marked-up prices. Is scalping legal now? How are they allowed to do that? Well, listen. If you want to get your hands on a legit Winnipeg Jets playoff ticket, do it through the Jets. They've got that exchange program. Uh, they released, I think, about 500 tickets this morning. As far as we know, those are gone. Um, there will be tickets game day, a few released. But, yes, you can buy tickets depending on how much you want to pay. You can buy tickets on a site like uh, StubHub. Yeah. Now, Christian O'Mell and I were talking about this, I think, last week a little bit. And he has purchased tickets on StubHub. And I've never heard anything bad about, I mean, it's just what you want to pay, right? You want to pay that kind of money uh, for a ticket. But StubHub is a more legit site. Uh, But as uh, Kevin Donnelly said uh, when we were talking last week, every game they have people that show up with what they think are legitimate tickets. And they are turned away because those tickets are not legit. So just be really careful. And uh, that's all I can tell you. All I can tell you is that, yes, StubHub is allowed to sell those tickets at an inflated price. 156. Global news at 2 o'clock is coming right up. Winning after that, so don't go far. And it is tough trivia time. Tough trivia. If you get it right, if your answer is correct at 204-780-6868, you will win Santa Lucia Pizza. A gift certificate to go to Santa Lucia. All you got to do is get this question correct. Tough trivia. 7% of people say they have owned at least five of these in their lifetime. What is it? 7% of people say they have owned at least five of these in their lifetime. 204-780-6868. And as I said, if you get tough trivia correct, you win the pizza. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Hello, have you got a guess? Cars? Cars. No, that's a good guess, though, but no, not cars. People, 7% of people say they have owned at least five of these in their lifetime. Hi. Oh, boy, bad uh, bad phone reception there. Sorry. Hi, CJOB. Hi there. How's it going? Good. How are you? Perfect. Thank you. Good. You got an answer? Yeah, is it a car or a vehicle? We had that already. Had that guess. Not the correct answer, no. Yeah, Hi, CGOB. We had that already. Had that guess. Yeah, yeah what's your guess? My guess is cell phones. Cell phones, no. And you might want to turn your radio down. Just a thought. Not cell phones. Uh, hi, have you got a guess? Yeah, bicycles, mountain bikes. No, no. Uh uh-uh. uh. 7% of people say they have owned at least five of these in their lifetime. Hi. 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 How about television? TV. No. No, the uh, answer is not television. Hi, have you got a guess? 
frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> Not a frying pan, no. For Santa Lucia Pizza, what is your guess? Um, deep freeze. Not a deep freeze. Pretty random guests here. Uh, guesses here. Hi, CGOB. A dog? 7% of people say that they have owned at least five dogs in their lifetime. Yes. Good for you. Excellent. What is your name? Oh, my name is Anne. Anne, you have won a gift certificate for Santa Lucia Pizza. Oh, thank you. Yeah, put you on hold here. Jeff Forche, the producer, is going to talk to you off air. We'll get you all set up with that pizza. That is some good. It's been too long since I've had Santa Lucia Pizza. I'm going to have to get some uh, get some Santa Lucia Pizza pretty soon, I think. It is 2.06. Al Anderson here on CJOB. We've got uh, coming up here on the show. Uh, you know what? Let's do it right now. Why don't I play it right now? Because we're kind of, you know, we're we're doing, we just gave uh, away Santa Lucia pizza. And last night we gave away that wonderful, fantastic, amazing win local prize pack. All of us. From here at CJOB, we're over at One Great City Brewing Company last night. We had 50 people qualify on Mackling and McGarry, and in the afternoon on the news, 46 of the 50 people showed up. They all brought a guest with them, so we had close to 100 people out there. And it was great meeting all of you. So many of you came over and said hi, and I really appreciate that. It was a lot of fun uh, uh, chatting with you. And our big winner, we did sort of a reverse draw. So we pulled 10 names, 10 names, 10 got right down to the last six names. Then we got down to two names, final two names in the draw drum, and the next name we pulled out. So up to there, if your name was called, you were out. But once it was down to two, you wanted your name to get called. The next name out with the two in there was the winner. And uh, it uh, it was pretty exciting. You've probably heard the audio on the air today. We've got a couple promos running, but... I'll just uh, play it for you again. This is how it went down right at the end with Mackling and McGarry on the microphone. The winner is... <laughs> you really got to see me? <laughs> <laughs> Jody! Oh, yeah. You're so happy! I'm so happy! I never win anything! Oh, congratulations! That is fantastic! I can't even tell you guys how happy I am. Now, I'll tell you, uh, Judy Luprepo was so excited. She was hugging everybody, and then she saw me, and I was at the next table. She saw me, and she came running with her arms wide open, and she gave me. I've never been hugged like that in my life. I have never been hugged like that in my life. So she calmed down a little bit, and then I pulled her off to the side and had a bit of a chat with our big winner, Win local. You'll hear all the stuff that she won here in just a second if you can't remember. This is our big winner, Jody Luprepa. Jody, congratulations. Thank you, Hal. Can you believe this? Uh, no, I can't. <laughs> Not at all. You've calmed down a little bit, though. Uh, a little bit. I yeah. was so nervous with those last six draws, yeah. you couldn't imagine. Yeah. Let me just run the list down for you here. I know you know this, but this is crazy. Listen to everything you're getting. 
You're getting the Winnipeg Blue Bomber experience, two tickets to a game, dinner for two Pinnacle Club, pregame on-field experience, meet and greet the players after the game. $2,000 gift card to take us for granted. $500 gift card for Thermia. I hear that's your favorite. Yes, it is. All right. Uh, $500 gift card for Furniture Villa Brand Source. $500 gift card for Rona. $500 gift card for Vita Health. $500 spa experience at Poca Poca Spa. $500 gift card for Bill Knight Flooring. And $1,000 cash. I have no words. I am just amazed that I won this, and I'm so excited. And you qualified in the morning with Mackling and McGarry, right? I did. Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. Excellent. Well, it came down to you. We had 46 people. Your name was the last one out of the draw drum, and, and you win. Hey, uh, tell me why you're obviously a super fan. You love CJOB. Why do. Do you, why do you like it so much? Good friends of mine. Advertise on CJOB. Uh, Eric and Lisa Bardell for Bardell Funeral Home. Yes. And I love them, and I listen to CJOB. Yeah. Who's your favorite out of all the CJOB characters? And and don't say Hal just because it's me talking to you. Well, be- it is you, Hal. I'm is sorry. Is it really? Yes, it is. Oh, wow. I'm touched. Thank you very much. You should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you've got all this stuff, and I am your favorite. So what would you like to give me? Oh, well... I would say you could go with my husband to the Blue Bomber Experience, but that's reserved for my daughter. Yeah, well, that's great. Hey, Jody, I'm really happy for you. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Hal. Jody Luprepa, big winner. Win local with 680 CJOB. Thank you to all the names you heard there, all the people that helped make the uh, the contest possible, all the businesses, the bombers, of course. And it was a fantastic time last night. At one great city brewing company. I would definitely suggest you try that place out. We're going to take a break here in a bit, but at 2.11, Mark Zuckerberg, the chairman and CEO of Facebook, is on Capitol Hill testifying before senators right now. Let's take a bit of that here before we take a break. Tools in people's hands, then that would empower people to do good things. What I think we've learned now across a number of issues, not just data privacy, but also fake news and foreign interference in elections, is that we need to take a more proactive role and a broader view of our responsibility. It's not enough to just build tools. We need to make sure that they're used for good. And that means that we need to now take a more active view in policing the ecosystem um, and in watching and kind of looking out and and making sure that all of the members in our community are using these tools in a way that's going to be good and healthy. So... Um, at the end of the day, this is going to be something where people will measure us by our results uh, on this. Um, it's not that I expect that anything I say here today to, to necessarily change people's view, uh, but I'm committed to getting this right. And I believe that over the coming years, once we fully work all these solutions through, um, people will see real, real differences. Okay. Well, and I'm, I'm glad that uh, you all have gotten that message. Um, as we discussed in my office yesterday, the line between legitimate political discourse and hate speech can sometimes be hard to identify and especially when you're relying on artificial intelligence and other technologies for the initial discovery can you discuss what steps that facebook currently takes when making these evaluations the challenges that you face and any examples of where you may draw the line between what is and what is not hate speech yes mr chairman i'll speak to hate speech and then um, i'll talk about enforcing our content policies more broadly. Um, so actually, maybe if, if, if you're okay with it, I'll go in the other order. So from the beginning of the company in 2004, I started it in my dorm room. Um, it was me and my roommate. 
We didn't have AI technology that could look at the content that people were sharing. So, um, so we basically had to uh, enforce our content policies reactively. People could share what they wanted, and, uh, and then if someone in the community found it to be offensive or against our policies, they'd flag it for us and we'd look at it reactively. Now, increasingly, we are developing AI tools that can identify certain classes of bad activity um, proactively and flag it for our team at Facebook. Um, by the end of this year, by the way, we're going to have uh, more than 20,000 people working on security and content review um, working across all these things. So when, when content gets flagged to us, we have those, those people look at it, and if it violates our policies, then we take it down. Some problems lend themselves more easily to AI solutions than others. So hate speech is one of the hardest because determining if something is hate speech is very linguistically nuanced, right? It's, you need to understand um, you know, what is a slur and what, um, whether something is hateful, not just in English, but the majority of people on Facebook use it in languages that are different across the world. Um, contrast that, for example, with an area like finding terrorist propaganda, which we've actually been very successful at deploying AI tools on already. That is Mark Zuckerberg, chairman and CEO of Facebook, testifying before senators on Capitol Hill. He's getting into more detailed explanation there of, of hate speech and uh, how artificial intelligence might be able to track down hate speech. But you heard before this last question and answer that he says he's going to get it right. He says it might take years, but they're going to get it right. They're going to figure it out. And by the way, yes. He is wearing a suit. Apparently, apparently, this is the first time he has worn a suit in public ever. That's what I read somewhere. You never see the guy in a suit. He is wearing a suit today. Mark Zuckerberg, chairman and CEO of Facebook. 2.15, quarter after 2. It's Hal Anderson on CJOB. Plus 2, heading for that high of 4 degrees. My weather expert buddy Bruce Johnson was on, uh, I guess, about an hour ago now. And he was saying that uh, tomorrow night... Overnight, he sees maybe a centimeter or two of snow. He figures that it will fall after um, the uh, whiteout party, I guess, depending on how late you stay. But he figures the game will happen, and then more overnight, that centimeter or two of snow will fall. And as you heard in the forecast there, there will be some flurries lingering uh, to uh, the morning, possibly. So I just wanted to mention that. I played a clip earlier of Kevin Donnelly talking about the big plan for the Whiteout Street Party. I didn't get to my second clip of Kevin Donnelly where he talks about the crowd. Take a listen. We're looking into the crystal ball and, and you know, we're hoping for, I'd like to see five to 10,000 people over the course of the, this game on Friday, but we'll see what happens. The weather's a big factor in it and it, it'll, it'll uh, force people to make the decisions that they're going to make. And if they want to go inside and celebrate with friends elsewhere, that's totally fine. But this is an opportunity for people to get together downtown, outside, and, and enjoy Winnipeg in April. Kevin Donnelly with True North and then uh, Winnipeg Police Service is also talking about the party. Whenever there's a party like that, a big uh, public event like that, obviously police are concerned, want to keep an eye on things and make sure everything goes well. Here is Constable Tammy Scrabbick on that. This we anticipate to be like any any other large celebration that we do. You know, uh, Winnipeg fans have always been great hockey fans. They certainly deserve an opportunity to celebrate, and we're not by any means going to take that away from them. So we're hoping to provide a safe place for people to come, celebrate, enjoy it. We just ask that you do so safely. Uh, of course, if you uh, go online 
People are really getting excited about the Jets and the Wild first round of the playoffs, right? And uh, somebody sent me this on on social media. It's really good. It's, uh, well, they're saying it's, you know, an anthem for the Jets, right, as they head into the playoffs here. It's called All the Way, and I thought I'd play it. It's not even a minute long here. I'll play it for you. It's good. Listen. Welcome to Winnipeg, where it's hockey eight days a week. So if you think you're going to beat us, <laughs> wake up to reality. Because Lord Stanley and Winnipeg is no longer a distant fantasy. Go Jets, go. Let's go all the way. Let's go all the way. Let's go all the way. Yeah, yeah. Let's go all the way. 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 Obviously, uh, that song was done before they came up with the idea of the Whiteout Street Party, which is happening on Donald between Portage and Graham, because in there they say, Portage and Maine, but no. I mean, I I wonder if people will still gather at Portage and Maine. I, I kind of hope not. I hope that we really make this whiteout street party a big deal. So anyhow, uh, Jeff just texted me here, 204-780-6868. How? Who's playing the downtown party? Curious. You know what? I ran the clip earlier of Kevin Donnelly, and he didn't go into a lot of detail. He said the entertainment is coming together nicely, and I guess we're just going to have to wait and find out. Two great big screens for you to watch the game on there on Donald's, and uh, there will be food trucks, and you can have your Jets dog outside and hot chocolate to stay warm and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, no real details yet on the entertainment, so I guess we'll have to wait and see. And, of course, the rumor going around is, right, and I don't want to further a rumor. I guess I am by talking about it, but uh, people are saying, oh, Snoop Dogg's coming. No, it doesn't, no. I mean, I can, I can, can I say decisively no? No, I don't I don't happen to know Snoop Dogg, so I can't say for sure. But he did do videos for all the teams heading for the playoffs. And actually, when you think about it, pretty smart on his part, eh? You know, because here we are, and I imagine they're doing it in other cities too, talking about Snoop Dogg related to the, uh, to the playoffs. So there you go. Big, free, whiteout street party. Donald between Portage and Graham. And there were about 500 tickets for the game earlier. They're gone. And game day, we understand there may be a few, a handful of tickets on game day available. You'll just have to keep a real close eye on that if you want to try and uh, and snag a ticket to one of the games. Tomorrow night, it all begins at Bell MTS Place. Minnesota Wild here to take on our Jets. And then they play again on Friday as well. Still to come here on the show... We are going to talk about uh, the Winnipeg real estate market. Spring normally is a very busy time of year. Well, REMAX is out with its spring market trends report, and it's a little soft. Now, I think uh, we don't know yet, and here's why I don't think we know yet, because it's been cold here. It has been cold, and I think that really holds off the home shoppers out there. Normally, spring is crazy. I think once the weather warms up, we'll see more action, but... We'll talk to REMAX about their new spring 
market trends report when we come back. Yeah, we got uh, Tristan Field-Jones and Global News at 2.30 next. Hal on CJOB. Two degrees at 680 CJOB, and now it's back to Hal Anderson. Thank you, TFJ. 2.32. And we're going to talk now about the real estate market here in Winnipeg. Normally by April 10th, it would be crazy out there. But it would also be much warmer out there as well. Joining us now from Remax Executives Realty is Akash Betty, and uh, thank you very much, Akash, for doing this. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. So your Remax Spring Market Trends report is out, and it shows that the Winnipeg market is a bit soft. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Tell us about that. Why do you think that is? Uh, mainly because of the weather. Um, this cold snap has really kept buyers from getting out of the house. Um, also from sellers from putting their house up on the market. Uh, typically, the first quarter does have a lot of activity. We get a lot of new listings coming up. But overall, it's been quiet on both the buyer side and from new listings coming on the market. So you believe then that it is the weather and that once the weather kind of breaks, likely we'll go back to a normal Winnipeg spring in the real estate market? It'll be off by a little bit. Um, the stress test did knock out a lot of buyers across Canada. Um, in Winnipeg, we are seeing uh, buyers coming down uh, a couple of points in, in where they can afford to actually buy. So I think once the weather normalizes, we will have activity increasing, but it won't be the same levels as last year. So explain the stress test for people that don't know about this. Basically, you have to be in better shape if you're going to buy a house, and if you're not, you, you can't get a, a mortgage, correct? That's right. They, they take the benchmark rate, and then they add on 2%, and to see if you can qualify at that rate. So to make sure that we don't have a falling out like other markets have, um, some believe that this is a good thing, but most of the buyers out there uh, idea and dreams of home ownership has now come down uh, to a different level. And uh, what other, uh, we've also seen an increase in interest rates too. Is that having any impact at all? It does, yeah. So it, rates going up again will also decrease the buying power of a uh, of a consumer and also slightly dampens uh, prices uh, that people can list their house at. Yeah. Uh, what about the different aspects of the Winnipeg real estate market. You know, there's the condos, right? There's the investment properties. There's the, you know, duplexes, triplexes. There's a single family homes. Talk a little bit about the differences. What's strong? What's maybe not so strong? Sure. So with the condo market, we are still seeing um, a lot of saturation. And with that, prices have come down. Uh, New condo builds, the prices do maintain their value just because the cost of construction is is up. And with the, the condo market overall, there's a, an oversupply at the, t- at the moment. With single-family detached homes, um, which is majority of the sales out there, we've seen a bit of a dip in prices in terms of selling prices, um, just because first-time home buyers have maybe had to shave down uh, a few percent. Side-by-sides and townhouses are still attractive to investors and to first-time buyers or somebody just on a tight budget. And for multifamily or uh, income-producing properties, we're still seeing a lot of out-of-town buyers coming in just because of the cash flow and, um, and you know, the values that you can get on these. 
if uh, somebody is looking to list a house, let's talk about somebody wanting to sell a house first of all. If somebody is wanting to sell a house, what are some tips? What are some suggestions that you could uh, make for them? Do you think it's important to stage a home? Um, Just give a few thoughts if you don't mind. Absolutely. If you're looking to put your house on the market now, staging is very important. Uh, Making sure the house presents well, touching it up, having paint touch-up done, updating flooring, update where necessary. And the most important thing is pricing your home according to the market we're in. So in a runaway market, in an increasing market, you do have some flexibility and some options in pricing. In a market that's balanced, the house condition and the list price must be congruent. And you would call this a balanced market then? Eh? It's not more of a buyer's market? No, I'd say it's more of a balanced market. It's not going either or yet. Um, this We're entering the second quarter now, and this will kind of help determine where the rest of the year will go. Yeah. Are there any areas of Winnipeg? I mean, there are obviously some areas that have been strong for many years, right? And I think most yes. people know those areas. Are there any up-and-coming areas in Winnipeg, areas that are starting to take off that maybe were sluggish in the past? Yes. Yeah, so now, um, Transcona side, Devonshire Village, we're seeing a lot of activity there. Um, in the north side, we have Amber Trails. That's pretty much saturated. And so the new development there next to it is Amber Gates. There's a lot of activity happening. And there, what the builders uh, and developers have done is sharpen the prices to adjust to the market. Um, you're seeing West St. Paul with some more movement and uh, activity happening with development. Uh, Ridgewood West, new subdivision, is starting to have a lot of momentum. And then your traditional Charleswood, Tuxedo, River Heights, St. Vital, properties are moving, um, but naturally they've taken a, they've adjusted prices just to accommodate the market. Mm-hmm. You had advice for somebody trying to sell a house. What about advice for somebody trying to buy a house? Uh, be prepared. Um, make sure you're pre-qualified and that your financial institution has given you Uh, the best rate, and that you can understand what you can afford. Um, We are still seeing some multiple offers and bidding wars out there in the marketplace. So if you do get involved in that scenario, just make sure that you're prepared with a large deposit and that your bank or financial institution has looked at all your paperwork. It'll help you in the long run. Akash, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. That is a cash betty. Remax Executives Realty here in Winnipeg. Remax is out with its spring market trends report. Balanced market here in Winnipeg. Ottawa's stress test is sort of affecting the market, uh, but not that bad. And it seems the weather is uh, playing more of a role on the market than anything right now. And sure, we're getting down to minus 10 tonight. We're sitting at, uh, what, two degrees right now? Two degrees, hoping to get to four, and then plus one tomorrow and plus one on Thursday. Flurries in the forecast. April 10th. Yeah, it's not even close to April 10th weather out there. And uh, I agree. I think once the weather breaks, I think we will see a traditional, typical, busy spring in the Winnipeg real estate market. 240. 20 to 3, Hal Anderson on CJOB. Yeah, I just uh, got a text message here from John in North Kildonan, 204-780-6868. Hal, April 10th, 2010, my wife and I were sitting on a patio on Cordon enjoying wine and pizza in shorts. Yep. 
Yeah, it does not feel like uh, like April 10th out there. That is absolutely correct. Uh, that same number, you can text or call that number, 204-780-6868. Let's go to the phone here and talk to Marty. Hello, Marty. Hey, Al. Hi. How you doing, man? I'm good. You? I always loved you, so here we, here we go. I don't even know what I'm going to say, but I do love the Jets. Let's start off with that. Me too. Okay, but, you know, like we've, we've been beaten down many times before, and, you know, we got the whiteout hoopla going. But, you know, I love the Jets, but, like... What's the butt about, Marty? What's the butt about? You don't think we're going to have a good round in the playoffs here, or what's, what's the butt about? I, I want that. Yeah. But it's hard to believe. Am I, <laughs> am I a believer? <laughs> I understand. You're right. It's been, listen, we lost the team. We got the team back. You know, we were out real early in, what was it, 2015, I guess, when the when the Jets were in the playoffs. I hear you, man, but we got to go in being optimistic and positive. You got to put out there into the universe what you want to happen. So no more buts, Marty, okay? Well, I'm just here just as a a little bottom line. Like these young kids, okay, they're going to kick some veterans' ass? Well, yeah, I think so. I think we're going to, I think we've got a great team. Okay, then I'm with you, Hal, but, you know. No more buts, Marty. No more buts. we got to put the right thing out there into the universe or it won't happen. Okay, man. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm glad we talked, Marty. I'm glad I I grabbed you by the hand and pulled you to safety. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Right on. There he goes, Marty. Much more optimistic now. (laughs) I think. I don't know. I don't know. But that's what, isn't that what, and, and I am more of a Bomber fan than I am a Jets fan. Okay, I'm more a football guy than I am a hockey guy. And, you know, maybe you can point your finger and call me a Fairweather fan that I'm getting excited about the Jets, right? I just, before the show started, I filled out my my pool, right? We got a pool going around here. And, um, but I'm not a big hawk, but, but isn't that what being a fan is about? Isn't a fan, being a fan is about believing when there are no reasons to believe, right? But this year, with our team, the Jets, there are lots of reasons to believe that this team could have a great run. And maybe, maybe, don't want to jinx anything, but maybe even win the cup. I think that's possible. And a lot of people who know a lot more about hockey than me agree. A lot of people are liking the Jets. So Marty and all you other doubters out there, come on. We got a big whiteout street party going tomorrow. Let's let's be positive. Let's be excited about this. Deborah wants to talk about the Jets. 204 780 6868. Hi, Deborah. Hi. Hi. Hi, uh, yeah. I just want to thank you for a great time last night at the um that place. Oh yeah, you were down for the uh big giveaway last night at one great city brewing company, were you? Yeah. Yeah, it was fun, eh? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Were you yeah. disappointed when Jody won and you didn't? No, no, no. Nope. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Good. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was I great meeting. To say to that guy, don't worry, the Jets are going to win. Yeah, exactly. He's that. I walk around. Go, Jets, go. Right. Go, Jets, go. Yes, I agree, Deborah. I agree. Well, listen, thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Okay, thank you. And thank you, you for day. listening. I appreciate that as well. Okay, and okay, bye-bye. Larry. Hi, Larry. 
Hi, Al. Who are you talking to there, Larry? I thought you were talking to me for a minute. Yeah, who is it, Al? Yeah, it's Hal right now. Okay, yeah, I heard you I heard you on the radio. Yeah, and what do you want to say? You want to talk Jets? Yeah, 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 talk about Jets. Okay, go. What do you want to say? Uh, Jets number one. I agree. Okay, yeah? Okay, Larry, that's good. Nice hey. quick call. Easy, uh, Easiest call I've had all day. That was easy. Uh, Andrew, by text at 204-780-6868, just says uh, here, how can people be so skeptical, Hal? We finished second overall. Yeah, I agree, uh, Andrew. Um, we have a great team, and we should not be skeptical. But, you know, sometimes it's kind of a Winnipeg thing sometimes, right? Because we're hard on ourselves. I don't know why we do that. We're hard on ourselves. And getting the Jets back actually, I think, changed a lot of attitudes in the city. I think we hold our heads a little higher now. Uh, and I, I agree, Andrew. We have every reason to think that this team is going to be fantastic and go real deep in the playoffs. Cliff wants to talk about the Jets. Hi, Cliff. Hey, how you doing, Hal? Good. Excellent. I think the Jets are going to do very, very well this year. Right? Me too. I, uh, I'm really impressed with everything they've been doing. I think they've got great leadership inside yeah. the team, mm-hmm. and I think that's really important. Bringing Stasny in was fabulous. I think he's added to the leadership of the team, but his experience is great. Yeah. I'll tell you, so I, I, I'm a bit of a weirdo. I started playing, whenever there's a Jets game, I was playing uh, EA Sports NHL, actually 15 for all season long. Whatever game we were going to play, that's what I played, right? Yeah. And because we got into the playoffs, I went and got a new Xbox One so I could have NHL 18 in line A and everybody else. The only guy I'm missing is Stasny. I played a uh, whole bunch of games at home, beat them 5-2, and a few games in, uh, in St. Paul and beat them uh, 3-1, 4-1, and 3-1. So I think All right. we're, we're, we're going to the second round. I like that. Yeah, that, right. and listen, second round, that that could very well be the toughest one, right? Well, you, well I actually, you know what? I think that's going to be the real clincher. If we can get through the second round, and yeah, that's going to be hard. Yeah. But if we can get through that, I think we got more hope than anybody could ever have predicted at the beginning of the season. Okay, Cliff, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Go Jets, go. All right, go Jets, go. Yep, go Jets, go. Um, I was just saying I filled out the pool uh, here at uh, CJOB, the uh, the playoff pool. And uh, call me crazy. I'm not a hockey guy. I told you this already. But I am going, uh, I picked my players based on a Winnipeg Jets, Toronto Maple Leafs final. <laughs> That's what I just, I'm going for it. I put all my eggs in one basket. I put everybody's eggs in my one basket. That's what I did. I picked the players based on that. So I should do pretty well. (laughs) I'll do really well if it ends up being a Winnipeg Jets, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs final. We'll have to wait and see. Hey, I want to play something here before we move on to another subject. Um, Dane Bjornsson does a lot. He's a local guy, and he's had some songs that have got some attention locally before, and he's got a new one out for the Jets heading into the playoffs, and it's really good. It's called True North, okay? So I thought I'd play that here as we wrap up our hockey talk, at least for now. Dane Bjornsson and True North on CJOB. We're back and we're 
here to stay Only four rounds standing in the way We lit the match, now we're in a blaze We're ready to play, ready for the playoffs Better tough up, gonna get roughed up Big buffs got stuff, you don't wanna mess up Good luck trying to make this payoff Cause we're here to play, ready for the playoffs We're ready for the playoffs Get ready for the wild out, face the storm and you're gonna get knocked out Cause we're going all in for the game's crown, we'll be bringing the cup back to the All in, no doubt, taking that 16 win round Eyes blinded by the light of a wild out, cause we're bringing the cup back to the Every goalie gets whiny, shut out, shut down by Patrick Liney Your defense better fear, cause we got the league's best wheels here Nikolai Ehlers, wheelers, skating so fast, don't forget to take a breather Good luck getting past our blue line, our defense make it the black and blue line It's the black and blue line That play by a superstar play, make a mark, shy play. Larry stats, name Morrissey, shooting pucks, hitting hard, getting breakaways. Connor Hellebuck, giving every shooter a little luck. Shovel day off, patience paying off because the Winnipeg Jets are back in the playoffs. I'll see you at Porter Jermaine for the Stanley Cup parade. Get ready for the wild out. By Dane Bjornson. Good job, Jan- uh, good job, Dane. Go and uh, check out the video. The video is pretty cool as well on YouTube. True North by Dane Bjornson. Global news at three o'clock is coming right up. It's Alan CJOB. You can call that number for Hal Anderson. I mean, he's right next to the phone. He's waiting for you. I'm right here. There he is. I'm, I'm going to talk to Duck on the phone in just a moment here. Well, there you go. Love talking to people. 204-780-68. 68. I'm also going to tell you why you may be having nightmares. Are you having nightmares? I'll tell you why that might be happening for you. But let's go to the phone here. 204-780-6868. Our old friend Duck is on the line. Hello, Duck. What have you got for me today, sir? Our prediction for the Winnipeg Jets. All right. What's your prediction, Duck? Who are they playing? They are... (laughs) They are playing the Minnesota Wild in the first round of the NHL playoffs. First game goes tomorrow night. Here's my prediction. 3-1. <laughs> 3-1 for, for us. Okay, I'll take that. Yes. 
Yes, I will, too. Excellent. Thank you, Doc. You're quite welcome, Al, and you guys rock. <laughs> Thank you, Doc. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Doc. Doc, Doc, Doc. Doc's feeling better, by the way. Doc was on the air, I think, last week, and he was heading in for a very important uh, hospital appointment, and he's uh, doing well. So I'm glad to hear that, Doc, telling me that off the air. A um, couple things I wanted to mention here. I think we're done with Jets talk for today, but obviously we'll be we'll be talking tomorrow about that. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you this while I think of it, why you might be having nightmares. Apparently, your bedroom may be too hot. If you're having nightmares, it may be because your bedroom is too hot. Dr. Neil Stanley, he is the former chair of the British Sleep Society, is warning people that sleeping in a room that's too warm can lead to disturbances in sleep, which tend to cause nightmares. Dr. Stanley says your room should be between 61 and 64 degrees Fahrenheit, so it needs to be on the cool side. He says, if you're sleeping in a room which is too warm, your body's core temperature is unable to lose enough heat and your sleep will be disturbed. If you're sleep deprived, we see greater sleep intensity and that in turn leads to greater brain activity while you're dozing. That causes you to dream more and for your dreams to be more vivid. Also, you remember your dreams more and unfortunately that goes for nightmares too which can be very intense. So if you're having a lot of nightmares, turn the heat down a bit in the bedroom. 61 to 64 degrees Fahrenheit, whatever that is, Celsius. Isn't it funny? Do most people, like we do, we say our temperature, like right now outside, our temperature is 2, 2 Celsius. But in the house, do you do it uh, Celsius or do you still do it the old Fahrenheit way? I think I do it at the old Fahrenheit way, even though my thermostat is is in Celsius. But anyhow, uh, whatever. I wanted to share some uh, news here, some music news. Are you uh, are you a fan of the band uh, Fleetwood Mac? Well, if you are a fan of this band here, they have fired Lindsey Buckingham. Fleetwood Mac reportedly firing Lindsey Buckingham, apparently over a disagreement surrounding the band's forthcoming tour, according to Rolling Stone. Buckingham is set to be replaced on the tour by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers' Mike Campbell and Crowded House's Neil Finn. Fleetwood Mac, in a statement, says, We are thrilled to welcome the musical talents of the caliber of Mike Campbell and Neil Finn into the Mac family. Fleetwood Mac has always been a creative evolution. We look forward to honoring that spirit on this upcoming tour. So there you go. Apparently, Fleetwood Mac has fired Lindsey Buckingham. That's a band that's had a lot of issues over the years, right? Let's take a bit of this. Turn it up. Fleetwood Mac. And what you love. One more little item here before we take a break. 
We're going to check traffic for you here in just a bit. Hal Anderson on CJOB. I told you I went and saw A Quiet Place the other night in the theater. Very good movie. Number one movie. $50 million on the weekend. Black Panther still doing very well. Black Panther, after another big weekend, took in $8.4 million in its eighth weekend of release. Total box office so far in North America, $665.3 million. That's pretty good. That number, by the way, now puts it ahead of Titanic. It has now made more money in just eight weeks than Titanic made. Black Panther's at $665.3 million. Titanic took in $659.4 million. So there you go. It is now only behind Star Wars, The Force Awakens, and Avatar. As far as uh, the top money makers. Number three now for uh, Black Panther. 312, it is Hal on CJOB. We'll check traffic and weather next. Quarter after 3, 3.15, Hal Anderson on CJOB. We'll check the forecast for you in a moment. Right now, look at traffic with Matt Abra. Good afternoon. Well, really a nice-looking drive for you out there so far on this Tuesday. No stalls or crashes. We did have the traffic lights out at the intersection of q and Notre Dame. Uh, that was causing issues, but they've gotten those back up, uh, so you're all good to go in there. No need to avoid that stretch on your drive. You're going to want to expect a few construction issues again this afternoon. McPhillips still has those lane closures between Logan and Jarvis. They're down to to a lane each for both directions. That's going to be uh, going on until the end of the month, it looks like right now. Southbound, taking the worst of it, uh, but uh, expect traffic northbound to really pick up as the drive gets going. And northbound Maine is likely to be a problem again right around Market. They have the two leftmost, or sorry, rightmost lanes blocked off for some sewer work in there. Uh, backups not too bad at the moment, but that will certainly get worse in the next half an hour or so. What's more epic than getting unlimited internet? Getting it with 5 TV and home phone for a great price? Save with an epic bundle from Bell MTS. Bell MTS, bundling just got better. That's 680 CJOB traffic. Cloudy afternoon, flurries possible, clearing later, they say. Northwest wind 20 gusting to 40, high of 4. Tonight, partly cloudy, minus 10, the low. Tomorrow, mainly sunny and plus 1. Increasing cloud late in the afternoon. Tomorrow, Thursday, Chance of morning flurries, then clearing high plus one on Thursday. Right now, plus two degrees at CJOB. And it is 317 now. Helping to ease the pain at the pump, it's the gas-saving tip of the day. The proper air pressure in your tires is vital to fuel economy. Inflate your car's tires to the exact manufacturer specifications. Then, to maximize your gas savings, take the bus to work. Join us again for another gas-saving tip of the day. Yeah, people are all over uh, the text message machine here today complaining gas, uh, buck 19, buck 20. So gas prices are are going up out there. Uh, Wayne, by text, 204-780-6868, says, How the Jets are bringing home the cup and the Bombers are two different cups, but they're both bringing home the cup this year. Wouldn't that be something? I joked around about that with Bob Irving. Um in the fall, and, uh, you know, at that point, it seemed a little silly, but now it doesn't seem so silly, does it? Hmm? Boy, that'd be fantastic if that was to happen. That would just be fantastic. 
me see what else we should uh, talk about here. Why don't we take a look at uh, what today is? Haven't done that yet. Today is ASPCA Day. It's uh, in the States. It's the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals Day. It's Equal Pay Day today. It's Free Cone Day today at Ben and Jerry's. Uh, it's Golfer's Day. Be kind to lawyers day. Why? What's the reason why? Why do we need to be kind to lawyers? I don't know. It's uh, be kind to lawyers day. I'm kidding. It's farm animals day. It's library day. Library workers day. Siblings day. Salvation Army founders day. And safety pin day today. All right. Just taking a look here at a few things uh, that happened on this day in history. Sort of interesting. The reason it's ASPCA Day is because it was in 1866 on this day, April 10th, that the ASPCA was incorporated in the States. That's why. 1877, the first Human Cannonball Act is performed in London. That became a big deal for a long time, shooting guys out of, out of cannons. Uh, 1912, on this day in 1912, the Titanic set sail. We know, of course, how that uh, turned out. 1963, the nuclear-powered submarine, the USS Thresher, sinks during deep diving tests off Cape uh, Cape Cod, Massachusetts, in a disaster that took 129 lives. I don't believe I'd heard of that accident before today. 1981 on this day. The long-awaited maiden launch of the Space Shuttle Columbia is uh, scrubbed because of a computer malfunction. In 1989, Alabama is named the Artist of the Decade by the Academy of Country Music. Little Alabama. I'm mixing it up today, aren't I? there, breaking up your afternoon a bit. 1992 on this day, Sam Kinison is killed when his pickup truck hit his car. When a pickup truck, rather, hit his car on a California highway, 17-year-old driver was arrested. 1994, 10,000 people show up at Kurt Cobain's memorial. 1994, April 10th. 2003, Regis Philbin got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I like Regis Philbin. 2005, did you watch the Masters much on the weekend? Some good golf. Tiger Woods on this day in 2005 won his 69th Golf Masters Championship. Won the, not his, but the 69th Golf Masters Championship. He saw it, uh, shot a 276. Couple more here. 
2011, following a show in Rio, the band U2's 360 Degrees tour became the highest-grossing music tour of all time, 2011. And in 2012, Apple Inc. claims a value of $600 billion, making it the largest company by market capitalization in the world. All right, let's take a break. We'll check the forecast and then TFJ. Tristan Field-Jones with Sports and Global News at 3.30. We'll recap the show after that.